Hey friends, it's me. So I just wanted to drop by because if you all follow us on social media, you know that things have kind of been shit lately and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit, but I also wanted to make you aware that Katie Knish, Whimsicate, who was one of our lovely guest hosts over the summer, has kindly set up a GoFundMe. And I know that a lot of you have actually called in or messaged me otherwise to ask about that in terms of whether or not you support the podcast, just wanting to kind of help me out in some other way. Um, so you've asked about crowdfunding a lot and that is now a thing that has happened thanks to Katie but also the reason that that's happened now is not even so much about me it's actually about my dog Whimsy. If you've been listening to this show since the beginning you know that Whimsy is my life and you also know that she is a very good little pupper uh, and as most puppers are has you know never really done a bad damn thing in her whole damn life and is just so pure and good and wonderful she has also been everything to me in terms of trying to deal with my own stuff and I think whatever we should probably do a show about Murphy's Law right I mean I think like one thing goes wrong and then a bunch of things go wrong but the short version is is that over the summer my health really really declined to the point where um basically my doctor said you know you're like in crisis and you are not healthy enough to have the procedures and tests that you need to have. So you need to focus on getting well. And that would be fine, except that I live in America. We don't have socialized healthcare and I can't afford to just rest. Um, I've pretty much drained most of my savings. I cannot work to the extent that I once was able to, so I am not making nearly enough money to cover the medical costs for myself. And now, um, whimsy, has had, uh, you'll mention, you'll probably remember that I talked about anal glands. Uh, so it turns out that this is actually a much worse situation than we thought originally. She's going to need surgery, um, pretty significant surgery, and it needs to happen pretty quickly, and we're going to have to travel for it. And this presents a lot of problems that have, you know, don't even begin and end with my dog having to have ma- like major surgery, but actually that we have to travel and that I am really not even supposed to be driving and that I am also uh, extremely immunocompromised and really should not be like staying in a hotel or you know, going and, and doing all these things, but that's just where we're at and it has to be done. And right now um, we're focusing on just day to day, keeping her comfortable and trying to keep her from getting um, m- more severe infection than she already has. Uh, the good news here is that if there are no complications in the surgery, just you know, we get somebody who's really good and it goes well, she will have a long recovery, but then, you know, hopefully for the rest of her life, because she's only five, you know, she'll be okay. And this is something that we'll be able to just say, oh, you know, this is a thing that happened and we dealt with it. The bad news is, is that on top of it being stressful, on top of my own stress, it's also going to be very expensive. It's probably going to be several thousand dollars. And then there's the whole issue of traveling and then the medication she's going to need and not really knowing what her recovery situation is going to be um, in terms of what she might need for pain management, what will work and what won't. But it's really important when you have surgery like this that just like with a person that you have somebody who's really specialized because she's a little dog and she's also a little dog who has a pretty significant heart murmur. So surgery is a risk anyway and I can't go into this because I can't get emotional about it. I just can't go there but if anything happened to her I don't know what I would do because I am having a very very hard time and have been really really struggling with you know having a feeling or a motivation to 
take care of myself because I just don't feel like my life matters and I just don't feel like my life has meaning. But having to get up every day and I, you know, I open my eyes and I'm sick and I'm in pain and I'm scared and I don't know, you know, what I'm even getting up for, but I feel her little warm butt and her little cold snout, you know, and she's curled right up into me or, you know, when I've been waking up in the middle of the night and I'm sick and it, it's kind of scary because it's the middle of the night and I am alone and I, I'm not alone because I look down and there she is with her little eyes and we just sit and, and we're together and it's, you know, I, I need her. And I also could never ask for help for myself. I've, I've been really struggling for a lot longer than I care to admit but I have not wanted to talk about it and I've really not wanted to ask for help. And I almost—I I guess I just didn't know how to ask for help, but also, I mean, I would do anything for this dog. I'd die for this dog. I will do anything for her. And so that's kind of where, when I was talking to people on the internet about this, the thing is, is that I've had major medical expenses this year. Um, I'm in a lot of debt and I have basically just enough um, to kind of stay afloat for not that much longer, but that was, you know, when this was not a thing, and so to take such a big financial hit before I've had the chance to get my own stuff sorted um, medically, and, and to also have been under so much stress that I'm now very ill and cannot do the things I need to do to get healthy enough to try to actually get the treatment that I need. Um, it just feels very overwhelming and it also just feels like a hopeless situation. And so I, but like that being said, like I would never ask for help for myself, but like I would do anything for this dog. So I know that some of you had asked in the past about crowdfunding. That is a thing now. I have linked to it on social and if you can help out with it and it's something you want to help out with, I mean, that's amazing. Um, it will certainly help with everything because I think the good news is, is that, you know, as long as we can deal with this and, and get through it, I mean, I think we both have a lot of healing to do and I'm glad that we have each other so that we can do that. But the thing is, is that, I mean, for those of you who aren't from the U.S. and you maybe don't know or like don't have a concept of what it's like, I mean, I, I said this on Twitter a couple of days ago, and I and I mean it. But you know, sometimes you are poor, and that leads you to be ill, leads you to get sick. And sometimes you get sick, and that leads you to be poor. And you can die from either thing. And sometimes you die from both. And I don't really know which is worse. All I know is that you know, I I think sometimes people think because I wrote a book. <laughs> that I have a lot of money and that's not true um, writing a book does not really equate to money it actually usually equates to spending money because you have to pay for a lot of stuff um, and in time maybe at some point you know there will be um, something in my life that, that comes from that that means that there's a certain degree of like financial stability but that's really never been something that's been part of my life and I've always been really really good at dealing with it but in the last year or so that I've become so ill um, and the reason I kind of gave a trigger warning at the beginning was because I was going to try to put in perspective for you what I mean when I say that but I'm um, five feet six inches tall and I weigh 85 pounds um, the, the 
primary problems that I'm actually dealing with right now are because I'm so incredibly underweight. So the reasons that I am in pain and the reasons that my immune system doesn't work and, and a lot of the things that are difficult for me day to day in terms of not being able to take care of myself, not being able to shower every day, um, is actually a result of having become, you know, having all of my muscles waste away and to not have the ability to restore strength. Um, and so it's like not even the original problem anymore. It's like it, it, it has cascaded into all of these other issues that need treatment. And it is a very slow process to try to do this. And the longer it goes on, the more body systems become affected and it becomes harder and harder and harder and harder and harder to get on top of it and to stay on top of it. And it is, I have to tell you, um, incredibly painful. And I think that, you know, people can become emaciated for a number of reasons, but it is really one of the most bizarre experiences. And now, you know, I live in Maine and we're getting into the winter months and, you know, the freezing cold, like the cold in your bones that you feel when you don't have any body fat and your body is just completely vulnerable. It's, um, I mean, it really does make you feel like your whole idea about mortality is just so intensely close to you and then when you live in a country like america where you don't have socialized health care and you realize that like the, the medicines that you need or the things that are making it possible for you to take in any nourishment at all are things that you're basically completely dependent on like whether or not an insurance company will you know allow you to have those things which i've been fighting for weeks about that and you know and i'm I've, i have things that i need that i can't pay for and that i need my insurance to cover and it, you know it's it's scary to to look up and, and 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 realize that you are complete like your life your well-being is dependent on that and especially then to have this other thing where like you know your your sole companion in life is is suddenly sick and, and the guilt that you feel around that even if there's i mean this was nothing that we could have prevented really and it just is what it is and the timing is just really bad and that's how life is sometimes but you know I just I feel guilty because I don't I, I always have a hard time asking for help if I feel like it's not a two-way street and I have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to keep being present in the world through all of this to feel like I could give something and that my life matters because if I'm going to try this hard if I have to work this hard you know I want to feel like I'm at least doing something worthwhile or I'm giving something worthwhile and some days I don't feel like I'm doing enough to earn it and so it was really like you know I hadn't realized how much help I needed or even how to ask for help but I realized that part of the reason that I hadn't spent a lot of time trying to think about that was that I just didn't feel like I deserved it and I think that that's something that if anybody else is struggling with that or you have struggled with that or you haven't struggled with it yet but maybe it's going to become part of your life um I'm not really I don't know that I have any advice about changing that other than to say that sometimes I think you just have to take a leap of faith and if people say that they want to help you you have to just believe them and you have to just take the risk that they're willing to do that without expecting something in return or without it necessarily being you know equal because I think one of the things that's going on in the world right now I look around and I think you know there are so many people who are in much more dire straits and who need more help or kindness or compassion or money or anything and you know I remember that somebody once said something very wise to me which was this pain is relative and you can't really compare pain and I think that that's actually really true and I think I even talked about that in my book in in terms of trying to help other people feel better 
So it was just like, now I'm trying to basically say, what are the lessons that you have tried to instill in other people that you care about? And how can you turn that on yourself? How can you take your own advice? I think that's the hardest thing to do, but I know that right now it's, it's not even just about making my quality of life improved through doing that. I think it really is like a life and death thing to be able to make a conscious decision to say that I am going to wholeheartedly believe that I deserve to be here and that there is no shame in asking for help. And somebody on Twitter, you know, quoted like, you know, no man is an island kind of thing. And when you've lived your whole life being extremely self-sufficient and you've spent most of your life alone, it can be really hard to reach out to people, not even always because you don't deserve it, but because you've just never done it and you don't even know how. And you realize that there's a kind of learned helplessness in that. Um, Learned helplessness is a psychological topic that maybe I'll do a show on later this week. Um, But anyway, I know this has been really rambly and long, but I did want to take the time to actually check in and talk with you about it. And also, um, I'll post the link to the GoFundMe on social. I think it's already there. If you want to keep supporting the podcast, I'm actually really excited because there's some pretty cool stuff coming up. Um, I know that Anchor has been rolling out some features that are really cool that I can't even keep up with because I've just been so focused on this other stuff, but I've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, so I hope that you will stay around, and even if you can't, like, donate your time, um, I mean, donate your money, that you will consider maybe, like, donating your time in terms of pitching um, to guest host an episode. I would love to do that. I have a few that are kind of on deck, and I would love to have more. And also, um, even just like retweeting on Twitter or like getting the word out that way, that would be really helpful. Um, either you don't even have to follow me on Twitter, you can just follow Let Me Google That. I mean, like, or on Instagram. Um, if you don't care about my shit, but you just want to be like involved with the podcast, that's totally fine. But that's actually a really good way to help sort of build up this network and make it so that maybe this can become something that is you know, continues to be like a fun part of my life, but also that could be part of this process of me trying to build a community and learn how to rely on that community and let that community help and be part of my life. So as always, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for coming back. We've got some fun stuff coming up this week. I promise it won't be all doom and gloom, but anyway, Whimsy and I say hi. And if you are not familiar with Whimsy yet, um, check out the Instagram today because I'm going to post a very cute picture of her in her spooky Halloween sweater. So anyway, I hope you're all having um, a good day and I will talk to you soon. Yeah.